Today's Mesilah Yesharim was dedicated to Fuash Shalema, Yitzchak ben Frida. Bezat Hashem, we should have a Refuah Shalema Bekarav Mamish. And the Zichut of the learning of the Torah and the Tzedakah. Okay, so we are holding here in chapter 19, Parak Yates. In your book, it's page Koflamid Beis. We're up to the paragraph that begins with Dover Zebi Arnu Betanad Belio. Okay? Josh, can you do me a favor? Can you close that window because the noise from the sprinkler is coming in? Okay? So, before I begin this paragraph, which this paragraph is going to bring us into the extremely important subject which we're going to be learning in the next couple of days, which is very appropriate for the Tkufa that we're in. The next couple of pages of Mesilai Yisharim is going to talk about the concept of mourning over the Bet HaMikdash, which is a very, very a big, big avoider that we have to do, starting from Shiva Asa Betamuz until Tisha B'Av, which is very, very close to that. So that's the big subject, so it worked out, in our Shomayim, that we're going to be learning that at the same time, that it's actually our Avodah. But before I go forward, I just want to read something from Rabdan Segel, or I'll speak it out, something from Rabdan Segel, very, very important. We were basically learning until this point, how you doing, Sadiq? We were basically learning until this point about the proper intentions and motivations and motives for a person to learn and to do mitzvot, okay? We spoke out that it's an extremely high level. We're not there yet. We're not even close to there yet. But what is the highest level on the ladder? The highest level on the ladder is to be selfless person. To be only thinking about Hashem and the honor of Hashem. Okay? Not about yourself at all. It's very high level. Okay? But I want to bring out a point that Rabdan over here says. He says, Al Koponim Lamadukan, Shadam Shekol Kavanato Lohosif Kavot Shemaim, Ze Adam Aher Legamre. Right? There's two types of people. There's the people that are selfish, self-centered. And then there's people that only think about Hashem and the higher purpose. And in between the lowest person and the highest person, there's a massive spectrum of growth from the lowest guy to the highest guy. When you are born, the Pasuk says, Ke'ayir pere adam yivaled. You know what that means? A person is born a wild donkey. He's born a wild donkey. That means if you take a look at a child in the crib and you have children, you have a child, right? Bezat Hashem, you'll all have children. But I'm sure you have siblings or nieces and nephews or whatnot. And you'll see that children are, if they, if they want something and you don't give it to them right away, they start to scream. Children want attention always. They think that their mother works for them. Very egocentric, right? So, people are born like a donkey. We only want pleasure. We want attention. We want, we cannot tolerate when our needs are not met. We want everything for ourselves. That's like no connection with 
spirituality at all. That's, pre, that's the dominant part of us, right? As we grow up, most people, if you don't work on your midot, you're still the same that you were when you were in the crib, just that you got a little smarter. Because you realize that if you grab the toy from your friend, you get bopped over the head. So it's not such a smart thing to grab. You learned how to live in the world with your bad midor. So maybe a little bit with maturity, with time, a person grows a little bit, becomes a little bit more tolerant, whatever it may be, right? But in general, it's uh, something that... Uh, if you don't work on yourself, if you don't develop yourself, then you're not going to be like that. You're not going to be a person who's selfless person, correct? So when a person, the Bali Musa say, Ke'ayir pere, you were born like a donkey, Adam yivaled, make a person out of yourself. Because the true definition of Adam, what's the true definition of a human? The true definition of a human is that his real self, what's your real self? Your real self is your Tselem Elohim. That's your real self. If your real self comes out in your actions, in your behaviors, in your thinking process, the real self manifests itself in you and your behaviors and your life, then you became an Adam. The Rambam says that. The Rambam says in the Gemara, Atem Kiruyim Adam. You are called an Adam. You're called an Adam. And not the Ummah Ta'olam. That means the Ummah Ta'olam are more compared to a behemoth than an Adam. I have intellect. They're geniuses. They're building the world. They're productive. They're doing a lot of things. Why are they like an animal? Because they work with their reality. The reality of a human being has selfishness, pleasure seeking, etc., etc. They're working with the reality they were built with. They didn't change. They didn't develop into something else. You know what behema means? Ba ma. What's here is here. There's no growth there. But a human being, Adam, has to become something different, right? So he's saying. If a person develops himself to be the selfless person, the person who's only thinking about kavod shamayim, he becomes adam aher legamre. He's a different sug of a human being. He started off as the sug of the human being, which is similar to the umas ha'ilam. And he became the sug of a human being, which is what Hashem wants. Okay? What's in his brain? This is what he cares about. This is, fills his whole personality, right? So, this is what he says. I want you to hear this point. It's a very important point in, in Musa and Ashkofa. You see how far we are from the person who really became a chassid. The whole machshavato eno el lekovet shemayim. All he thinks about kovet shemayim. V'neid the she'anu b'dargusenu eno yacholim tamid lahavin at ma'isav upulosa shalotim gadol. This is a very important point. The way we judge people is the way we ourselves know ourselves. So if we see Adam gadol, right? 
and we see what his actions, what he's doing, all of a sudden we say, you know what? He's doing it for covet. But meanwhile, the reason why we're being choshed him for doing it for covet, why we choshed him for doing it for covet? Because that's what motivates us. You want to get that window shut over there if you don't mind? That's what motivates us. You know what I'm saying? We judge people the way we would behave ourselves. Right? For example, let's say a person is a stingy person, but the only thing, reason why he would give a donation is because he gets covered for it. But the, to be generous for the sake of generosity, he doesn't have that in his bones, you know? He's stingy. He spends money. Not every stingy person doesn't spend money. He spends money. But he spends money on what is only good for him and his pleasure and what's worth it for him, right? So he sees a guy gives, let's say, a million dollar donation to a yeshiva. A guy puts his name on a building, right? So what's his comment? He says, the guy's a dib. He's a shaita. He had to spend a million dollars to get his name on the building. He could have got his name on the building for 800000 for 500000 Why do you have to pay so much to get his name on the building? If you're already paying a million dollars, then why don't you do this organization, which is much more popular? So why would you do that organization, right? So what, what is he doing? He's judging a human being based on his own midot. That's what it says in the Rishonim, that the reason why Hashem put in us what we call Tzalem Aleikim, meaning a chilek of Hashem's midas in us, is not only because we have to develop it, but it's also so we can identify with what Hashem does in the world. We would never be able to fathom the chesed of Hashem in the world if we didn't have the meat of chesed in us. We would never be able to fathom Hashem's humility we would only let, unless we had it within us. Meaning, if I saw the humility of Hashem, you know what I would touch that up to be? Weak. That's what Paro did. Paro, Hashem spoke to him and he handled with him. What did he say? He's a weak person. He's a weak God. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, it says in the Torah that Hashem spoke to the angels. He said, Naase, we shall make man. Kitsalmenu kidmuseinu. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, you're making a place for the apikorsim. Because if you say that Hashem took a counsel by the angels, should he make man, you're going to make it sound as if Hashem's power is limited. He needs the permission of the angels. Now, what's the real reason why Hashem did that? The real reason why Hashem did that was to teach us that no matter how strong you are, and no matter how powerful you are, and no matter how smart you are, you should always talk it over. Doesn't mean you have to listen. You're the boss. You gotta make decisions. But don't think that there's no place for making a mistake and you gotta talk it over. My Rebbe, Ramey Hirschkowitz, told me about Baron Kotler, who was a genius beyond. Everybody knows that. 
and he was leading Klal Yisrael. He was a brilliant man who knew exactly what he was doing. However, whenever it was time to make a decision, he would talk it over with, at that time he was a bocher, Yitzchak Fegelstock. At that time he was a bocher. Rabban used to call him the Pele Yoetz. To talk it over with him. And he told me many stories that he didn't listen to what Rabbi Yitzchak told him. But he still spoke to him. Because a person cannot think that he is the Kol Yochel. He has to hear other opinions too. At the end he's the boss. At the end he has to make a decision. Speaking to people is not supposed to confuse you. A lot of people speak to people, they get confused. They hear this guy's opinion, they hear that guy's opinion. That's because you're a weak person. If you're a weak person, you don't know how to do anything, so then you, you need the reassurance from others. And then when you're asking Aitzes, you end up being a confused guy because you're not a man. That's not the point. The point is you have to make decisions. However, you can't think you're the biggest genius in the world. You can't be overly confident in yourself, right? So Hashem wanted to teach a lesson to the world. So by doing that, he was speaking to the angels, right? Now, because it's a fundamental decision now, so. Moshe Rabbeinu says that Apikoros is going to look in the Torah and say God is limited. So what Hashem tells him, if you want to make a mistake, make a mistake. The Torah was written in a way, Shatzadikim Yelchubom, means that's the test of life but to pay attention to the words to pay attention to the words is if you want to make a mistake not that you will make a mistake you want to make a mistake that means every mistake in Ashkofa is because you want to make the mistake it's clear but if you want to make the mistake why would you want to make the mistake what's the negis your midot so a person who has bad meters, he's a Balgaiva. So he cannot accept that his approach in life is wrong. He cannot accept his approach in life is wrong. Every time I speak to a Bohar, no matter Bohar, Avrech, whoever, he automatically has to defend his position. Must. Must defend his position. And then if he's half learned, He's going to bring riots from the Torah to defend his position. And if he's stuck, he can't defend his position from the Torah, then he has to say, Kfira, Nase Odom. He can't say that his opinion is wrong, that if you are the boss and you're the small one and you're in charge, that you shouldn't have to hear other people's opinion. You can't, you can't accept that he made a mistake. So therefore, what does he have to say? Must be, Hashem is weak. That's Midas. That's midot ra'ot. But with those midot ra'ot, not only will he interpret the whole Torah with those midot ra'ot, he will interpret everything in life with those midot ra'ot. You understand? And that's a scary thing. A person has to be opened to understand that he can make mistakes. And his approach may be wrong. And his influence may be influenced by the Midot. That's a key thing. There's a lotion from a Rekeach. Rekeach is a Rishon. He says that there's no greater level than Shivron Halev. Broken heart. 
Now it doesn't mean depression because there's nothing worse than depression. It's the biggest Avera in the world, Ariazal says. Okay, one day we'll give a speech about why it's an Avera. Because most people think that depression happens. And he says it's an Avera. So obviously it's a decision. Not for today. But that cannot mean that the biggest madrig is broken heart. So what's the, what does it mean that Shivaron Alev? Your live, your heart, is the center point of your life. Right? Let's say you decided that money is the most important thing in this world. Yeah? So now your heart is filled with thinking about money. Everything revolves around that. Because the heart is the center point. So therefore, all, it comes up thinking of creative ways to make money, opportunities to make money, Stay away from things that can make you lose money. It's all about money, money, money. Why your heroes are people with money, right? Because that's your heart. Shivan Alev means I'm willing to say I will break the center point because it's a mistake. If one day I get up and I become educated that life is not about money, I'm willing to what? Change. That's Shivan Alev. I'm willing to change. A human being has to be willing to change. If he's not willing to change, and he's not willing to grow, then no matter what he learns, it's not going to help. Because he's always going to have a shtickle tire. Why it doesn't apply to him? Or why is it not Nagaya? Or how to switch the Chazal? It's never going to work. You have to be open-minded to change. But you also have to be realizing what Rabdan Segal over here is saying is, that madrigas that you have no shaykhs to, you don't know how to touch those people up. So you're going to decide that this godl, who let's say came out against something and he made a public thing, you're going to say, it must be covered. Must be they're making a lot of money. Otherwise they wouldn't make a big thing over it. Must be they're trying to make money. Someone stands what to gain. All this talk, all this negative talk against great people comes from what? Because you think that the great people are like you. It's the same thing when people speak on the Avot, you know? They say, oh, they did this Avera, you see? They said that. But that's because you do Averas. Your whole life is Taivas and Yetzirahs. You think that when it says something about a, a Avot, which is an angel... You think you could understand an angel? You understand? So that's the very, very important point that Rabdon is making, okay? We have a few minutes. Let's begin the next paragraph. You with me, Rabbi Isai? Joey, you want a book? Page Kuf Lamed Beis. Something you want? A, oh, we don't have one for you. Maybe we do down there. You could share with me if you want. Okay. Vidova there. Tana de is a medrash that is miyuchas to Elio Hanavi. Good? Omru. Kol chacham Yisrael. Any wise man in Israel, sheyesh bo davar Torah la'amito, who has true Torah, umit aneyach al kevodo shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he is pained over the honor of Hashem. The Al Kivoidon Shal Yisrael and the honor of Jewish people called Yamov. Umit Ave and he desires 
Umeitzer, and he worries the Kfoid Yerushalayim, the Lekovet Beis Hamikdash, the Yeshua Shetitzmach. You see what happens when I forget to put on uh, airplane mode? This thing goes wild. Okay. So now, and he's Meitzel Lekovet Yerushalayim, Kovet Beis Hamikdash, Yeshua Shetitzmach Bekarv, and he's waiting for the final redemption. Velakinus Goliath, and for the Jewish people that are scattered all over the world. You know, you can ask Chabad, they'll tell you how many, there's Jews everywhere, you know. Arabic Oritz, lost Jews. They probably even have a Chabad house on the moon, I'm assuming. <laughs> they found some ash- astronaut, you know. <laughs> there's Yidin everywhere, all over the world, but they're lost. And even if they're not lost, they're not, we're not strong because we're not together. When we're scattered, we're not strong, we're not together. Right? If a person lives his life like this, so again, what is it? Yeah? He has to learn true Torah. He has to care about the honor of Hashem, the honor of the Jews. It bothers him over the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. He's waiting impatiently and davening and waiting for the Mashiach to come. And he's waiting for kibbutz Goliath, that we should, all the Jews should be together. You know what this person is to? What's the gift this person is to? Ruach HaKodesh. That man is the man that is the most connected to Hashem. And he's to Ruach HaKodesh. So we've seen, like Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, that had Ruach HaKodesh. You can't have Ruach HaKodesh if you're not this kind of guy. That's what he says. Shazois hi akavona hamula. Shi rechoika legamre mikol hanos atzma. And then when you hear a person make a derogatory comment about a gadol, or they say like he's being a little bit exaggerating or whatever, you don't know who you're talking about. You're talking about someone that you have no concept of that guy. You only think about yourself. This guy who has Ruach HaKodesh, who has the whole seaboard from one side of the globe to the other side of the globe asking him for his Da'a Torah and for his prayers. He's very connected with Hashem. What does it take to be connected to Hashem? To be connected to Hashem means that you are not connected to yourself. This guy only lives... For a higher purpose. He cares about Klaiso, he cares about the honor of Hashem, he cares about the Beis Hamikdash, he cares about the Jewish people suffering, he cares about the Jewish people that aren't religious, he cares that he doesn't think about himself one minute. Can you, can you even like fathom such a guy? Can you hop such a guy that you think that you're gonna understand his moves? That's what Abdon is saying. My Rebbe, Rameh Hershkowitz, the Chatzadik V'Kadosh Brocha, used to talk about his Rebbe, Rabbi Aaron Kotler, the Chatzadik V'Kadosh Brocha, And he said that when he died, when he passed away, and they went to be Menachem Movel, the Rebetzin, she said that in all the years they were married, whatever how many years that was, 50, 60 years that they were married, right? Rabbi Aaron didn't die that old, but whatever, all the years they were married, okay? You're listening? She never 
once, not once, did she ever hear him speak about himself. Now, you could fool the world, but there's two things you can't, two you can't fool. God you can't fool, and your wife. Those are the two you can't fool. You live with your wife, you can't fool her. You live with her 24-7. There's no sketch. She knows you. And the guy's wife said, the rabbi's wife said, all of her life, she never heard her husband speak about himself. Once! And Rebaran did that solace in the Farshas, and he saved the Yidin and Klal Yisrael, and he built up Chatzmoy in Yisrael, and he did a billion and one things. There was never a man who had an achievement like him. He had the most productive life. He had the most productive day. He had plenty to talk about himself. But he never spoke about himself once. Could we even like relate to such type of human beings? All we do is flex. I think they call that, right? Mm-hmm. T4. People speak and in conversation they're trying to promote themselves. Some way, shape or form. Everybody. You listen close enough and in that conversation, give it three minutes, give it five minutes, it's going to be about you somewhere, somehow. The only thing we talk about is ourselves because we are the most insecure people trying to get validation from others. We want covered from others. That your whole life not once to speak about yourself. You know what, what, kind, of, what kind of person that has to be? What kind of massive person that has to be? And then we think that we can understand the decisions they make. We think we can understand that. What kind of shoyte you are? Forget about apikolos. Forget about a person who's not machshav tamidech hachomim. You can't understand such a person like that. So even a bocher, a child, a young man, the distance between him and his parents, the distance between him and his Rebbe, people that are 30 years older than him, who worked on themselves, the kids always think that they know why everybody does what they do. Yeah, I know why the yeshiva did this, and I know why the rabbi did that, and I know why my parents want this. You don't know nothing, because your brain is the size of a pea. The only thing you know how to touch up is based on yourself. And in your world, there's no such thing as, I be mevater for something else. This is a higher purpose. I'm not, not to be self-centered. You don't have that concept in the, you don't have that brain chip in your brain. So how can you touch someone else? You can't touch someone else because you don't know. You can't relate. And that's a very deep point. We have to, of course, it's a very deep thing. I really have to give a vow on it separate because it's a very deep thing. A person has to walk around with some form of self-confidence, but at the same time to be aware that there's so much more bigger than him. It's a deep point. Because I give, I once told a bachar, he came to me, he's giving me his days like you can't imagine. He had it all worked out. So I told him, ten years ago, you were confident the way you were thinking when you were in high school? He said, for sure. I said, but now you look back and you see that everything you said when you were in high school was a shtus pella, yeah? 100%. 
I said, why don't you be a hacham ro'et hanolad? And in 10 years, you're going to look back at what you say now. It's a shtus pella, so you might as well understand right now it's a shtus pella. <laughs> right? That's how it goes. Your understanding has to become wider, has to become bigger. Your meters have to change, you know? You have to be open to make change. So then a person may make the argument. So if I know that people that are 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 and 80 and, and rabbis in higher levels, they know much better than me. So then I'm a clueless guy. So then I can't blow my nose without asking a question. But that's not what Hashem wants. So this is a deep subject. How you could have a certain level of confidence, a certain uh, uh, self-strength uh, to make decisions... But yet at the same time know that people know better than you. At the same time you'll be able to have, take counsel. At the same time you won't judge. That's the balance of a human being. It's not gonna be that either black or white, either I'm Mr. Confidence, I know what's good for me, I know what's the best for me, I have it all figured out, I don't need nobody, or I'm a dip. There has to be that balance that we have to explain. But this is a very important point that he's opening up, even though it's a side point. Binagayat is sugi that we're learning, but it's a very fundamental point for life, is to understand this. Okay? We'll stop here for today.